The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Now, the CSO have released stats today about property prices, and what they show is that the rate of increase in property prices has fallen. It has fallen again. It fell a little last month and it has fallen a little this month. Already people popping the champagne corks, suggesting a plateau or even a dip is on the way. Seamus Coffey is an economics lecturer at University College Cork. Seamus, are you celebrating? I think I'd hold off a bit and and popping the champagne corks just yet. Uh, (laughs) I think what we're doing with with the annual change is you're comparing uh, the position we're in now to where house prices were 12 months ago. And that is a legitimate comparison to see what the change over 12 months is. But I think what's possibly equally as important is actually what's happening now. Um, and if we look at the, the, the latest changes, like on a month-to-month basis, uh, I don't think there's quite that same indication of a slowdown. Now, it's not as rapid as it was last year. If you look at last year, this time last year, the monthly changes each month were around 2% a month during July, August, September uh, of last year and they had actually slowed down if we were to go to, to March and April of this year uh, that 2% monthly increase had moderated a lot down as far as a half a percent a month which would get us started into a, a much more stable environment uh, and people maybe at the time three or four months ago thought that that might be sustained but actually what we've seen since is that those monthly increases have increased uh, and now we're back up to monthly increases of a percentage point a month. So rather than staying at the level we had in March and April, actually, if you look at the, the latest figures for July, we're actually seeing an acceleration um, in that monthly change back to 1% a month, which, of course, is over, still over 10% uh, a year. So, yes, on an annual basis, you're right. We're, we're not keeping up with, with the rate of, of increase that was there last year. That 2% a month isn't happening, but 1% is still pretty rapid. So I'd be easy enough with the champagne, champagne corks that we're about to get to a, a plateau. You'd hope house prices w- w- would stabilise, but we're not seeing it yet. But might this be the beginning of a trend that will ultimately see them stabilise? Or am I really you know, clutching like, Am I really clutching at straws just so I can drink some champagne? <laughs> I don't think you're clutching at straws. Like, because house prices rising at 15% a year isn't sustainable. That would be those prices rising, or sorry, doubling every five years. So that clearly isn't sustainable. So they're not going to stay at the double-digit growth rates are at now, they will slow down at some stage. We don't know when that will be uh, because they simply can't keep going up at the rate they're going up. Um, but if we're looking at the figures the CSO have published to say, is there an indication of that slowdown happening yet? No, I, I pause and say, not quite yet. Let's hold off for a while before we make that conclusion. So a 15% utterly unsustainable. I mean, 1% the month, that's still unsustainable, is it? Oh, and that's where we are now. If you look at yeah. um, June, July, or, or May, June, July, we're at around 1% a month. Uh, and as you say, that, that's at that double-digit level as well. I mean, the, the the obvious solution is build more houses, dare I say it? Yeah, I think we'd take a, a broad approach and look right across our, our housing system. Like, it's difficult for people to find accommodation. So in those circumstances, like, the solution is to have more accommodation. Um, we don't know what impact that will have on house prices. Anyone that can tell you what house prices be in 12 months' time is pulling their leg. We simply don't know. But we do know if there is a greater supply than what otherwise would be, uh, prices will be lower. So say, for example, there ought to be 50,000 houses made for sale over a given 12-month period, which is in and around the transactions that happen. If either by new bills or, or more properties come for sale, there ought to be 70,000 properties available for sale. Well, the prices would obviously be lower than they otherwise would be. Mm. But we don't know what the 50,000 would bring. Now, what's going to happen over the next 12 months if things continue where they are now, we simply don't know. But if for some reason supply was to increase, 
and there was to be 70,000 units made available, well, the price would be lowered otherwise would be. So I think you're right. The solution is more units available, but it's one of the key reasons is because it's so difficult for people to find accommodation. We have huge queues outside rental properties. We have increased numbers of people in emergency accommodation. Yes, the prices are a signal of that, but one of the harshest signals is just how hard it is for people to find somewhere to live. And, and is it a case that we need more of any type of property and there's a ripple-out effect in the market, or do you need specific types of property to come online? Obviously, I think you have to take into account what's happening across the overall system and what you're providing should fit in uh, to what your intentions are. And if we look at Ireland's overall system at the moment, it looks like that, that buyers have not a huge choice, but they do seem to have a reasonable choice. Like if you look at first-time buyers, the CSO points out that there were 16,000 uh, first-time buyers in the, the 12 months to July. Um, that over uh, that 12-month period, there was about 50,000 properties sold and households bought about 43,000 of them. So if you're looking to buy, it does look like there's at least some choice out there. Mm. I think the real squeeze for us is coming on the rental side. If you're looking to rent, not just in our main urban centres, you're looking to rent almost anywhere in the country. Supply is very, very tight, very, very limited, and rents are rising even more rapidly than house prices. So if you look at what do we need, or we possibly need more rental properties, one thing that could be happening in Ireland at the moment um, is that buyers are getting to purchase previously units that were in the, pre- the rental sector that those units are leaving the rental sector uh, being bought by owner-occupiers uh, and the choice for renters is being squeezed. So I think we do need more of all types of property, those for sale, social housing, affordable housing uh, and rental properties. But the area where the squeeze seems to be most acute uh, is in the private rental sector. And in terms of changing ground conditions, has there been any impact discernible in the figure so far of interest rate hikes and this cost of living squeeze? Uh, not really, no. We're still seeing those prices rise. And remember, these data only go up to July, uh, which was sort of the, the first I- interest rate rise by the ECB. We've seen, seen one subsequently. There was one just a week ago in September, but obviously that won't be reflected in the July figures. And actually what we're seeing in Ireland is that the mortgage interest rates for new buyers, for new borrowers, actually have been falling in recent months, even with this increased interest rate environment. Uh, the biggest impact of the Current increases in interest rates is for tracker rate borrowers, who of course have interest rates that track the ECB rate, and as that has risen, their rate has is increased. Mm. Uh, but if you are a new buyer or a prospective buyer, uh, the rates for new mortgages actually have declined in Ireland uh, in recent months. Now, that's why is that? To continue. I think one reason why is that they were very, very high to begin with. Okay. Uh, we had the highest mortgage rates in in the euro area. We're now down to the fourth highest mortgage rates in the euro area. One reason means that ours have declined slightly. They've risen in other countries. So we're not yet seeing the impact of interest rates. Maybe interest rate expectations might be true, but if you're going to a mortgage broker, you're likely to face lower rates now than you would have maybe back in July. So we're not seeing that impact yet, but it will come. Uh, well, listen, uh, even in situations where you've got a, a punter with cash on hand and you've got a builder ready to put shovels in the ground, it might not be happening. And there's various reasons for it that Conor O'Connell, director of the Irish Home Builders Association, is going to share with us. Now, uh, w- what are the problems, Conor, facing your members in terms of well, pricing projects and getting them up and running? Unfortunately, Kieran, and thanks for the the time. Unfortunately, what we're seeing at the moment right across uh, the country is a significant increase in material costs that's impacting on the viability of many projects uh, right across different sectors from uh, projects for approved housing bodies right through to the private market as well. So there's very, very significant challenges in managing those costs at the moment because uh, new home buyers, they have a price point in mind. Uh, they cannot exceed that price point. So it's 
it's a very challenging situation at the moment. And what is driving that increased cost in materials? Uh, look, the obvious factors, the macro factors, the war in Ukraine, you know, before that we've Brexit, before that we've COVID. It just seems to be a never-ending yeah. uh, sequence of events that's interrupting supply chains right throughout the world. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because I, we've just finished building a house, we've just moved in, and I remember when we started back in April last year being told things like insulation and everything else was about to go through the roof, and it certainly yeah. did. Um, uh, uh, and we we thought we had picked a bad time to start and now I look at the prices and the tender that might have come back and I think maybe we were lucky actually uh, uh, to get it done. Uh, it, it's, it does seem to be one thing after another. I mean, the war in Ukraine, the latest example, but you were starting at a high price point because you already had huge inflation of materials up until February this year when Putin invaded. Absolutely. And it's so volatile at the moment. What our members are reporting uh, right across every sector is that some prices, um, you know, the suppliers can stick with them for a week, two weeks, maybe a month. Uh, You know, a lot of members now have got notification that this month of a 10% rise in concrete, concrete products. Um, You know, while timber seems to have stabilized, steel seems to be stabilizing. But again, with the high energy costs and the high costs associated with manufacturing, you, you just have to be very cautious in relation to saying that any price for any element of a building is going to stabilise significantly over the next number of months. So it's a significant challenge yeah. and it's obviously adding to the cost. And are there cases or have there been many cases, Connor, of of builders or contractors just walking off sites because... You know, they maybe are locked into a, a fixed price contract, but to to fulfil it would mean operating at a massive loss. Look, there has been anecdotal evidence out there. I've seen some headlines in newspapers. Uh, thankfully, most of our members building uh, units for sale have been an- managing to uh, manage the situation, try and look for methods of uh, doing things better, more efficiently. But look, I think we've reached the the end of that you know so mm. look, it's it's going to have to be carefully monitored over the next number of months I mean it doesn't bode well for government targets does it inflation like this in materials when I think the target for is it homes is but 300 odd thousand by 2030 and retrofits 500 thousand by 2030 it is in fairness to everyone involved in home supply uh, right across from departments local authorities to ourselves in the private sector it's just an extremely difficult situation to manage and it's changing day by day. Uh, look, if you look at completions at the moment this year, we're for January to June, we're just over 13,000. Uh, but commencements have declined slightly. And I think that's an indicator of 2023 and the challenge that's going to be there in meeting the target. This year, hopefully, we'll reach 25 to 26,000 units completed. And that will obviously help with... Um, you know, people finding housing and accommodation out there. But certainly there are strong headwinds into 2023. And that's not taking into account other factors such as owned land supply, you know, utilities, etc. So it's it's a very, very challenging situation. I think, you know, people who've been in the industry a long time have stated quite openly they've never seen a kind of an environment like it over such a sustained period of time of material cost increases. Uh, well, Connor, we appreciate you setting all of that out for us so clearly. Connor O'Connell is director of the Irish Home Builders Association. Before Connor, we heard from Seamus Coffey, economics lecturer at University College uh, Dublin. The-, the Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four 
on News Talk.